welcome to Dimensions of Imagination, the anthology TV podcast, hosted by myself, Joey, and Jackie. Hello. Of uh, this is our eighth episode. Eight. Eighth episode. We are currently doing uh, amazing stories, and this is our last amazing stories episode for a while. We're going to switch to something else after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is from season one. It's called "Gather Ye Acorns." Yep. And give me the stats on it. I um, mean, it's episode sixteen. Originally aired February second, nineteen eighty six. Written by Stu Krieger. Uh, he did the teleplay. Also okay. wrote The Land Before Time. Oh. And um, the story, again, is by Steven Spielberg. And it is directed by Norman Reynolds of The Pumpkin Competition. He's also directed The Pumpkin Competition, which we oh. reviewed. Um, yep, he did. A couple yeah, the, episodes the, ago. But yeah. he he was the one who was um, in art production on Star Wars. Okay, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we theorized he was Steven Spielberg's friend. And he hooked him up with some directing gigs mm-hmm. on this. Uh, what's the cast looking like? Um, so I chose this episode because it has Mark Hamill in it, and Mark Hamill of Star Wars fame, Luke he Skywalker Luke himself, Skywalker, duh. Um, and if anyone knows us, we are huge Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Our we have several pets, including a new addition today of a fish <laughs> named after Star Wars characters. Um, yeah. and so. I was kind of looking through episodes and re- saw that he was in this one and uh, picked it as ours. So um, he plays a character of Jonathan. He's the main character that the story follows. We have David Rappaport, who plays um, a troll. Um, David Rappaport was a an actor who um, had the condition of dwarfism. And so he was um, a little person. Mm-hmm. And he had many TV series and movies. I think the the one that kept popping up was um, he played a character called Ronaldo from a movie called The Bride. Um, but he did Never a lot of that. TV show TV shows. Um, tragically, took his own life oh. um, a few years after filming this episode. Oh wow! Um, and then we have um, John. This troll character describes himself as. Um, mother nature's son, son. one yeah. youngest son or oldest son or something yeah all right and then we have um <clears throat> alma no Lu- louise lois lois sorry that's <laughs> <laughs> okay lois debanzi debanzi um who plays jonathan's mom alma quick um she was in naked gun 33 and a third Um, Adam's Family Values, Arachnophobia, those were some of the things on her Mm -hmm. list of accomplishments. And then um, her husband is played by Royal Dano, who was in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and he had a 42-year career as a character actor. I like like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Extensive um, role. And then there is um, a character named Francine Gazetta, but I couldn't remember who she was in the she was the the rich lady i think okay yeah Yeah. um who was played by mary joe de chanel mother of zoe and emily de chanel wow so and then there's a hey it's that guy at one point in the um episode because there's a short cameo by forrest whitaker a young forrest whitaker yeah um kind of a star-studded cast for this uh before we get into the recap i just wanted to do like a little bit of housekeeping um it is uh 
we are in the new year and we celebrated new year's day by watching a bunch of twilight zone episodes because we do that every year yeah from the uh the old sci-fi that's the reason like i got into the twilight zone was mm-hmm. those old um marathons that the sci- sci-fi channel would do and we watched it all day so happy new year to all of our listeners and it was good to watch some twilight zone mm-hmm. i had a good time but we're not talking about the twilight zone here so <laughs> we'll get back into it but um, i just wanted to mention that because that's a, that's a tradition for us every year even though we yeah. don't watch sci-fi channel anymore uh because we don't have yeah. cable we we put the we we just put episodes on and let mm-hmm. them run all day and it's kind of nice so do you did you remember this episode from ever having watched it when you were younger this one no um i did not which i'm surprised because i'm you know i was a huge mm-hmm. mark hamill fan as a kid and this would have been about the time of return of the jedi mm-hmm. um he looks really young in it um I don't remember this, but I know this episode from it showing up on top 10 best lists. Really? Mm-hmm. A lot hmm. of people consider this one of the better episodes. Interesting. Um, so this is an interesting episode because it spans uh, like decades. Mm-hmm. This one 30 minute episode spans these this decade. Of well, it this starts in 1932, I okay. believe. And then it ends in what we, it never says the last era, but mm-hmm. I guess it's modern day of 86, yeah. right? Um, so. so we have Jonathan and he's a little boy and um, we learn quickly that his father, I guess, wants this young kid to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's like sitting by the radio, listening to the radio and drawing. And his mom's like, you need to stop that. Mm-hmm. You know, go read this medical textbook that your father bought you so you can become a doctor. <laughs> yeah. It's a strange thing to ask, like a six-year-old. Yeah, and so he wanders outside with the medical textbook and his comic book tucked in it and sits under a tree, (laughs) and he starts watching a squirrel, and then this uh, troll creature Mm -hmm. appears. Um, He's like like a, he's, I think he's supposed to be like, um, what is that? Uh, From from a Midsummer's Night's Dream. Uh, Puck? He's like Puck. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a nature, sort of like nature, but like he's like a he's like a he represents like mischief, living life. Yeah, kind of, but like oh, living like, your life. Like, dude, what do you call that? Like celebrating, like being just a lab- indulging a lavish yourself. Like, lifestyle. yeah, doing doing yeah. the things you want and Indulgent. not worrying about indulgent it. lifestyle. Got yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's like a. So it's this little troll um, creature that looks like a basically just a, a really hairy leprechaun, mm-hmm. um, and he comes and basically tells Jonathan like, "Don't do what your parents want you to do. Don't become yeah. a doctor. Do what you want. Be a dreamer, and don't ever throw any of your things away, even if your mother tells you to do so." <laughs> yeah, which. Call back to last week's episode yeah. <laughs> where yeah. mom's trying to get him to throw everything away. Yeah, we have another episode that deals with holding on to your childhood belongings. Mm-hmm. This one even more so. Yeah. Uh, and and this is from Steve. This is a Steven Spielberg story. So we're like, I don't know what happened to Steven Spielberg as a kid. He must have had all his toys thrown out or something. But <laughs> um, the yeah, the 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 creature tells him two things. He says, "You're gonna want to get a car and get one that suits you," and is really cool or whatever Mm -hmm. and number two don't throw out any of your belongings um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he kind of like bops around the screen and 
he's a, just a strange thing. He's yeah, a strange he, thing. He, yeah. Um, I don't really know if he's supposed to be like a trickster, like a like a trickster god. Almost. Yeah, that's why I was comparing him to what is that creature that is Pan? Is it no? no what are they called? The a fawn. I should know this. No, I don't know. What are they a called? A centaur. No, it's like a centaur, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> you keep you keep going. All over right. The, keep so going over then we flash forward to um, Mark Hamill. So so Jonathan is older he we learned that he's just finished school and he's has a job and he has been saving money in this um looks like a santa claus pitcher and so he um he comes home and and puts some more money in the pitcher and then tells his parents he has a surprise for them um so it's it's evident that he's become a hard worker and it's his dad thinks that he is saving up that tuition for medical school and he tells his parents he has a surprise for him. And, oh, I'm going to take you out to lunch the next day. And, um, you know, they're excited. I think they think he's going to make the big announcement that he's gotten into medical school. And the next day when they're getting ready to go to lunch, up he pulls in a fancy, I guess that would be considered a sports car. Yeah, it's a really cool car. I don't know what um, model car, if that's a real model or they made it up or something. But It, it is. Um, do, 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 do. A 1932 Auburn speedster oh so real swanky car and then the next scene we learn that now jonathan has just (laughs) quit everything and all he wants to do is wax the car and his parents think he's a right for nothing a satire is what i was s-a-t-y-r that's what i think that puck is Mm -hmm. it's puck from midsummer Mm -hmm. night i think he's supposed to be like that like Child of the forest, but yeah. like carefree. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So he, I guess, like so before before the car is bought, his parent, his dad is real excited that he's working, but he's working at a factory. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're thinking he's going to use this money for medical school, but then it immediately turns sour once he's like he quits working as soon as he's got money for the car. Like but he's listened you... to the creature like to the T yeah. of like get your car. But how do you quit working and have money to put gas in your car? <laughs> the, the the logic of this one is, is is lacking a little bit, but yeah, his, or his like father the maintenance for your car. His father immediately disowns him mm-hmm. and go, go ahead. Yeah. So um, flash forward in about twenty years. So I think the the beginning is in the thirties, and so about twenty years have passed, and um, Jonathan's now in his mid fifties, and he's living in a shack. It's ramshackle mm-hmm. shack. He's he's squatting in a shack. Mm-hmm. He doesn't doesn't own this property clearly. Oh and... wait, back up. Dad kicks him out in the thirties. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I mentioned that. I think Dad kicks him out. He, he takes him. Yeah. He takes all of the things from his room and puts it in this car. Puts it which in the he, car. He probably should have got like a a van or something. Yeah. It's like... Also, when they showed this scene of his room, there was way more stuff in there than that would have fit in the car. I don't. Maybe anyway, there's a big trunk again, in that car. The logic. Yeah. So, yes, now Jonathan is in his 50s. He owns nothing except the car and all the things that he's toted he's with him. He's in the him. 50s, not in his 50s, right? I don't know. So it starts in the 30s, and this is yeah. in... You said he is in his Sorry. 50s. It's okay. Um, and this scene, he comes home, I guess, and um, he's looking pretty worn. He's yeah, he's a got a big old beard, beard sort of and, like the... the the creature um and so he comes upon his house and this man is there and turns out that this land that is not his and this building that is not his has been sold to 
a developer who's going to build an apartment or mm-hmm. a luxury. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's been evicted. And he watches them. Uh, he packs all his stuff up in this car, which mm-hmm. is now kind of like looking yeah. kind of. And bad. this um, troll creature comes in like a tumbleweed, literally mm-hmm. as a tumbleweed, and um, talks to him and then is like, no, like. You, you're living the best life. Like you didn't want to have have to have a job, and you've never had a job, and you know. Jonathan has some regret because he says, "I should have listened to my father," and blah blah blah. And this this creature is like, "No, it's fine. You yeah, do, you're, you're doing, doing what you want to do. You're doing what you wanted to do. The world needs more dreamers and less doctors." So. And they um then he he watches his uh, little shack get demolished and starts, I guess, just roaming the country in his car. Yeah, cause... and then um. <clears throat> Flash forward again, and I think we're in the 80s, the present day mm-hmm. now. And um, this old car is in the midst of traffic, and it's like all these modern cars from the 80s are speeding by it, honking their horns at it. Mm-hmm. And it's this dusty old car with this dusty old man who runs out of gas, and, and Jonathan pushes it into a um, gas station to yeah to, to try fill, to, to try yeah. and fill up and um tries to pay for the gas with um pennies from the old christmas pitcher yeah this mug that he has or whatever um, and the the guy's like no 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 and uh then he feels defeated and this limousine oh window rolls down or door opens and there's a yeah the lady rolls the window down she's obviously rich and she's like oh well what is could uh can i see your picture and is that a toby and like this and that and it turns out that this picture is a collector's item yeah and she tells him that she'll give him like she says that she'll give him 10 10. and he's like okay great i can fill up my car and she's like okay i'll go get ten thousand dollars for you i'm gonna go get the check for ten thousand dollars and he's astonished and she drives off with the pitcher, and I don't really think that if she drove off with the pitcher, she'd come back. With I think we're supposed to think that she did come back, though. Based well, on we are. They, they, they based cut on to what next, happened. But he and should have so, held on to the pitcher till she came back with the money. But then he realizes he has this spark of genius that, oh well, the stuff that I have is maybe worth some money. Worth some money, and so he starts like parking. He parks. It looks like he parks his car outside of a comic book shop. Mm-hmm. It's like a comic book and toy store, yeah. like a, you know. And here's where we see uh, stuff. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. who's obviously like a, he and his friend are into like uh, antique dealing and like collectors mm-hmm. collecting toys. And, you know, um, they're like looking at all the things and saying, oh, like this would go for this much money and this would go for this much money. And then the very last scene is an auction house. Mm-hmm. And we have this very old, obviously still Jonathan. But he, but he's clean cut now. Like he's got mm-hmm. a nice trimmed beard, and he's got a suit, and he's looking sharp. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's very old. But. And he um comes down to the auction of his own things and um sees the troll again. Mm-hmm. So he walks over to the to tell the troll, well, hey, the least I can do is buy you a drink because you know this troll is responsible for Him have, having yeah, all this these riches this now, and um. The woman who is who is seated next to the troll doesn't, you know, she can't see the troll, and she's like, "Well, you don't owe me anything, but I'll accept." And so we're me- we're meant to think then. I think that he finds love, you know, because yeah, he when he's lamenting about not listening to his father, he's like, "I don't have a family, I don't mm-hmm. have anybody, I don't have money, I have nothing." <clears throat> um, yeah, so we're kind of left to believe mm-hmm. in the end that he he goes off with this lady and that he's and he's he gets found. gets all of these things, but. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so and when when he's selling the stuff, he's 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 making a ton of money on the mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's like fifty thousand dollars or something for some of the stuff that he has, mm-hmm. but it's all in great condition because he took care of it and like mm-hmm. hoarded it. I guess even so, despite the fact that he's been cross country in a dusty in, in a car, dusty car, but all he's done his whole life is take care of these things and live off the pennies mm-hmm. that were in the Christmas jar. Yeah. Which he had to have gotten more money than that. The, the, the logic of this episode is a little bit lacking. But yeah. It's supposed to be like a fairy tale, like many of these episodes mm-hmm. are. Um, um. So, yeah. So, this episode has the old, like, we talked about the Greeble last week. And this time we're talking about uh, this episode. And there, <laughs> there's some similar themes here, you know, like mm-hmm. we've mentioned earlier that of like holding on to your stuff and not growing up and mm-hmm. not getting rid of your childhood things. Um. And in this one, it's taken to the the agreeable. It's just rewarded by your house Mm -hmm. doesn't get destroyed. But in this one, he actually gets rich off Mm of hoarding all these things that he has had as a kid. Um, But do you really think he had much of a rewarding life if his whole life was like lonely and hanging out with these things? I don't know because we don't see him living his. We see him at these like inner Mm -hmm. these. uh, plot points in his mm-hmm. life not as like his everyday life mm-hmm. it seems when he encounters the children they're at his house his little squatter house that he seems happy he mm-hmm. kind of tells them story and blah blah yeah you meant he mentions that he used to like hang out with people in this circus yeah right so <laughs> so i guess he's had adventures is what we're supposed yeah. to think so like, he's want, just kind of i like, want to know that story yeah. i don't care about this yeah. i want to know the story about him hanging out with the circus people and it i mean it is like heartwarming that this guy makes all this money in the end but he's so old that it's mm-hmm. like well does he mm-hmm. does i mean it's good for him i guess yeah. but like he's he he hasn't lived but i guess it, i guess maybe the point is that he has lived a life he that you don't have to live a normal life where you get married and you mm-hmm. buy a house and you have kids and all this stuff yeah like well, and he That's achieved kind of his ultimate dream, but he didn't achieve it until he was. What really was his old. dream? To just not have to ever work or uh, do anything. Oh yeah, right. And well, but I mean, his like, whole life he didn't have to work though, except yeah. for when he bought the car. So. So, um, yeah, I'll admit I wasn't super into uh, this one. Um, it was just the tone is all over the place, and mm-hmm. the way they integrate the the puck character or whatever we want to call him is kind of disjointed mm-hmm. a little bit like it's really weird like at one point he's like floating somewhere but it, like yeah. it's like but the effects aren't very good there mm-hmm. but we've seen in the, all the other episodes the effects have been pretty mm-hmm. good in the show um that's nothing to say about the performance the the guy who yeah plays he was great the, 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 ch- the child of the forest or whatever he is um he, he was really good at it but it is just kind of odd and then yeah it's it's very strange like how he i thought yeah, I mean... The, the tone's just all over the place. The passage of time concept was interesting because that's not something we've seen in either the Twilight Zone episodes yet or like any of these, but... Mm-hmm. That, that it takes place over such a period mm-hmm. of time. Um, yeah, it, it's weird because like, I, I talk about the sentimental episodes in these shows. This one feels like it's supposed to be sentimental, but it doesn't feel that way in the end. You're kind of like okay like right. i think you're supposed to be like heart it's this heartwarming tale mm-hmm. of this but it just kind of seems like oh he finally this got what he wanted. guy was a bum and then got rewarded got in the lucky end. So when he found I, out i don't know yeah um, i mean it's wonderful to see mark hamill and he mm-hmm. does this great job yeah um, i mean he had role. to play a character from like his i mean fresh out of school so you'd think like 18 all the way to the span of this very mm-hmm. old man right so that yeah. was cool and um, with this was what year was return of the jedi 84 possibly we look this up i think like every time do we yeah i think it was 84 
for some reason I keep thinking it's 86, but I believe it's 84, so this would have been... 83. 83, okay. So Return of the Jedi was 83. This is 86, so this Mm -hmm. is three years after Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, Mark Hamill's probably glad somebody's casting him in something Mm -hmm. that's like... not No defense to Mark Hamill. He just got... um, he, He just got typecasted mm-hmm. as luke so he, yeah. he didn't work on a lot of stuff for a while after that mm-hmm. and then i don't know if, how much of that was his own choice and how much of it was he just yeah couldn't get roles because that that role is so big but it's it's cool to see him here mm-hmm. um and all the acting is great in this one yeah across the board in the amazing stories the acting's mm-hmm. really good so far so yeah and i mean it just it just was i don't know it was just it just was. I just kind of was like, by the end, I was like, this is real weird. Mm-hmm. Like, and not in like a really great, oh, cool, it's weird. It's just yeah. kind of like, eh, this mm-hmm. is weird and I don't know how to feel. I, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about the story. Right. You know, there's, there was some weird choices that they make. And um, who was this one directed by? Um, <clears throat> the director of The Pumpkin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there is that kind of whimsical touch that this guy has gives to the pumpkin con- mm-hmm. competition uh the, the norman reynolds the director and this one has that kind of whimsical aspect to it too mm-hmm. it just it definitely has a different tone than the greeble as yeah. far as like the both of them deal with like kind of fa- fantastical mm-hmm. whimsical creature or people like creatures yeah, yeah. and but this one has like a, a little bit of a different feel to it yeah and i i mean yeah it just I just didn't get into it, and at the end of it, I was like, "All right, like." Yeah, I was just a- disappointed because, like I said, it had been this one had been ranked as one of the top like mm-hmm. ten episodes. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because of Mark Hamill's performance, right. probably, but yeah, it's definitely memorable because Mark Hamill is mm-hmm. in it. Um, but yeah, do you have any other notes that you want? So I actually to go? had uh, this episode actually had some trivia. Okay. So um, Timothy Hutton was the original choice for Jonathan. I wonder for Mark Hamill's role, and I don't know why he didn't do it. But Timothy Hutton goes on to direct, I think, or star in. I think it's direct the another episode of oh, Amazing okay. Stories. Yeah. Um, gotcha. And then, um, you know, like Jonathan Quick, Mark Hamill had a love for comic books as a child, so oh, that he did. Was his, okay, like, connection yeah. to the role. Which he has the Superman comic or the original mm-hmm. action comic or whatever that's yeah. in. And then he actually, um, well, that's an animated series, not a comic book, but he does the. Well, he plays the Joker, Joker. in a million different things mm-hmm. that are animated. So, um, so w- also they called they didn't call him Jonathan, they called him Jono, which was weird to me. Like, why why would you call him Jono? Uh, yeah. Like, not Johnny uh, that's a, that's or Jonathan. That's a short version. Or... I've I've known some Jonos. Hmm. It's just must be a southern thing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> They're from California, the ones um, that I've known. So the troll frequently refers to Jono or Jonathan as as Gasson. Gasson, yeah, Gasson. And I was like, what is he calling him? Like, what is that? And it's actually an Irish term of affection for a young boy. So, oh, okay. I don't so know he's... if this creature it has like an Irish. Uh, well, it, it you said it's kind of like a leprechaun. Well, so that's what it reminded me. Maybe of. Maybe that's where the inspiration yeah. came from, and then somebody involved in this. Mm-hmm. Like spun, it's, took a spun, spin on a leprechaun, perhaps Irish or something. Maybe. Which, interestingly, meta like an an um, not a metaphor, not a maybe an illusion, like 
uh, what's his name? Jonathan is at the end of his rainbow because he's at the end of his life and uh, now he yeah. has all his riches. Got, got the gold. Yeah. <laughs> that was just me being corny. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, and then also, um, fun fact, we know Mark Hamill was in Star Wars, but Forrest Whitaker oh, yeah. was also in Star Wars. And, uh, um, he plays, Forrest Whitaker plays uh, Saw Gerrera in Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. So uh, two Star hmm. Wars people in this one. Connection. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess we can um, talk about our rating. Yeah, I guess I'll go first this time since I think you went first last episode. What did I give? What's the lowest rating I've given? You gave a six last episode. Is that I the need lowest to start I've keep, given? I need to yeah, start keeping track should, of this. You got to keep notes on it, I guess. God, no, I, we've not given anything lower than a six. I think I gave a Twilight Zone episode a very low grade. Yeah, nothing, so nothing um, lower than a five for sure. I feel like I want to give this like a three. I was gonna say a four. Yeah. It's I, not I, maybe terrible, I should, but I just don't like it. I'll give it a four just because of Mark Hamill's performance. Yeah. It puts it a little bit closer to to uh, the middle. but um, Yeah, and I, I was saying on our last episode that I had trouble rating the Greeble because of this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I've written... You wanted to rate the Greeble. You liked the Greeble better I, than this one. I yeah. did, but I didn't... So I didn't want to rate the Greeble too low because I knew that this one was going to be like a four for me. It's not terrible... I do appreciate that this one's more complicated than the Greeble. Mm-hmm. Like, there's more going on here, but it just doesn't all fit together. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like so. It kind of in the end falls apart. Whereas the Greeble worked because it was very simple. And yeah. So yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. So overall, our amazing stories have ranged from all the way from a four to a nine. So much more of a. Yeah. Le- uh, well, and I knew going into this, like it is uh, hit or miss with these mm-hmm. very much more than the Twilight. I mean, the Twilight Zone is hit or miss too. Mm-hmm. There are some, there are some misses, but there are far fewer misses than mm-hmm. this one. Um, but also, this one deals with like it tries to tackle some bigger, like not bigger issues, but like a wider range of mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. I guess. So um, it it just kind of gets a little too ambitious sometimes, yeah. I believe. So. Um, yeah. But how did you like Amazing Stories so far? We're, obviously, we're going to go away from it because this is our fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do four episodes for each show, and then we eventually we're going to come back to Amazing Stories one day. Yeah, so having not remembered anything about it except that there was an episode about the pumpkin competition, I did enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. It is, I think I've mentioned on several of our episodes about it, that um, it is very much like just short stories and it's It's not necessarily a paranormal or a science fiction or a like I tend, I like the creepy short stories and I like the science fiction Mm -hmm. short stories, which is why I like the anthologies like twilight zone and creep show and Mm -hmm. those things. I mean, that's just what I tend to gravitate towards, but even in reading, like even in reading, I would read short stories that were haunted based. So, um, I did. I did enjoy it. Like the, I didn't dislike it, but um, yeah. it's just not what I typically would go towards. I mean, I just thought it'd be a nice change of pace after yeah. Twilight Zone. It, it is truly well named. It is amazing mm-hmm. stories. It is. Yeah. Um, it is not particularly sci-fi or horror or anything. It has some elements of all those mm-hmm. things. Um, it uh, most of the stuff we watched felt more like fairy tales to me than anything yeah, else. Yeah, very much. So, especially uh, Pumpkin Competition mm-hmm. was like a big fairy tale one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy for it. Is a like a fairy tale, yeah, more fairy tale based and those kind of things. Um, all right, so like Joey mentioned, we are heading on to our next anthology series, and I have chosen Black Mirror. 
Yes, the uh, the originally BBC show, I believe, mm-hmm. but now uh, Netflix has the reins, and yes. um, it's it's uh, one of our favorites. We've yeah. seen we've seen all these episodes, so mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit different tone for this one than we've done in the past. Yeah. So, um, so I wanted to kind of jump. Uh, we did, you know, we jumped more modern into the '80s, and then I kind of wanted to take some time to compare that to now. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm excited about our four episodes of Black Mirror. Specifically, our next episode is going to be the entire history of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is available on Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, who are you even? <laughs> um, but it's um, listed on Netflix as season one, episode three. Okay, so season one, episode three of Black Mirror is the entire history, the entire of, you, history of you. And we will be doing that uh our next episode mm-hmm. so um yeah. episode nine for us so yes these are going in groups of four mm-hmm. and we'll do four episodes of black mirror and then we'll move on to something else mm-hmm. um so we have a twitter now and it is doi, DOI podcast, podcast at twitter.com <laughs> that's no, an email that's an email <laughs> it's at at doi, DOI podcast. podcast i was trying to think of the email because i got the email address <laughs> wrong last time it's, it's dimensions of imagination at gmail.com okay. So send us some send us some love on there or some hate if you don't like the show send yeah. it to us we'll, so, um, so we can block you. We're um, super no we we have the fan base is not open to blocking yet. <laughs> yeah, we need we some more some fans, fans before first. we can block. People, um, so. Yeah, so hang out with us for Black Mirror. I think maybe that'll spark some interest and. Um, Black Mirror will be cool because a lot of people have probably seen Black Mirror, mm-hmm. which they may not have seen the Twilight Zone episodes and the yeah. Amazing Stories episodes. We've because um, Black Mirror yeah. has been kind of a part of the zeitgeist, I guess, the past five yeah. years or so. And so. it's interesting too because Black Mirror kind of goes into this technology realm of these things could potentially begin to happen. And yeah. I think a lot of Twilight Zone does that a lot. Mm. Where like this could happen, but, but it's going to be the mo- of the two series that we've done so far. This one or the this will be the third series, but it'll be the most like, oh, could this happen? What if yeah. this happened? What would our world be like? It's it doesn't seem as far fetched as some of these other. Black Mirror is very focused. It is a show about taking some technology, putting us in the near future with it, mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh God, what have we done?" So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it'll be cool to to do that. So all right, yeah. Well. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we're out. Bye. Bye.